Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the pod and welcome to our first time listeners as well. Um, we, we're coming off a little bit of a break, so uh, you know, I apologize for us maybe being a little bit rusty today. Um, we do have a, a strong topic, I would say, though, so bear with us as we go through this. We're going to be talking about stop comparing your marriage. I think we find ourselves in many aspects of life comparing ourselves to others, but in marriage, it's certainly something we shouldn't do. So, you know, hang in there as we talk about this. As we're talking about this conversation, we just want to give you guys a chance to uh, think about hitting us up on our socials. Um, you can catch us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube. You can hit us at our website, marriagestougher.com. Um, if you just want to step into this community, that's what we're trying to build, a community of men all over just trying to win in their marriage. Um, if you'd like to be a guest on our show, you can hit us up uh in our dms or on our website there's a form you can fill out to do that but we just want to connect so whatever way like i said facebook instagram youtube and our website we'll be glad to reach out connect with you if you have any um any comments things you like about it things that we could change or if you want to be a guest just reach out and um we'll get back to you and and uh, continue building this community all right so <laughs> oh yeah uh stop comparing your marriage and i wanted to talk about this because it's i know what my idea around it is right i understand the fact that i shouldn't be comparing my my marriage to anyone else's because the fact of the matter is the circumstances aren't the same right and I don't know if we find ourselves wanting the circumstances to be the same, but I do know that we tend to not also know all of the circumstances surrounding whatever issue it is in your marriage. Right. And like e even us, right. Like you just got back from this glorious vacation and I would say on the path that we're on, we couldn't afford to go, right? We would have loved to have been there, um, but it just wouldn't have worked out for us, right? Like it, I mean, technically we had the cash, right? But I'm not going to go and burn my emergency fund for a vacation, right? So, so the circumstances are just really different, mm -hmm. right? You guys make a lot more money than us, which I'm so happy for you. Um, it's just like, I can't and shouldn't get trapped in my mind wanting something that I didn't plan for, right? Cause we, we're just operating on a separate plan. So like, why should I expect that I should have something that you have when I didn't plan for it? I, I love that you use that example uh, because you're exactly right. 
we are not the same people. We don't have the same spouses. We don't have the same families. We don't live in the same geographical areas, right? There's so many differences uh, with marriages. Even if you're right next door, went to the same school, all the all things similar, just being different people gives different perspectives, gives different reactions, gives different challenges based on the past that we've gone through. So that is such a good point to make as far as comparison is almost illogical to do because things are so different. Um, especially within within people, much less put two people together and how they communicate and how they work through uh, challenges and successes and planning. It is, it's almost, well, it is to your detriment to compare yourself in that way. Yeah. Yeah, man. Now, to some extent, I do find myself doing this in different areas, right? Um, for example, let's say work, right? But I do that to the extent that I see in certain areas where I might want to be one day, right? So I might take bits and pieces of what I see and then try to apply it. But I I shouldn't necessarily covet what someone else has. Right. So I feel like the same thing applies to marriage as well. Like I, I can see bits and pieces of your marriage and say, Oh man, that, that seems really cool. And I've even told you, about you know your parenting before i'm like oh i like that you did that i i should probably do a little bit more of that or something along those lines mm-hmm. but yeah uh, what were you gonna say no i was saying with work even there's there can be specific measurables right that that allow you to compare right so if say you're um same job, same title, and you go in now, but you maybe you come in and with management with someone else and you're both beginning managers, but there's usually um, scopes of work and expectations that are there that'll say, hey, if you achieve this, you know, you'll move up the ranks, right? So that is, that is a, I would say a solid comparison. At least you can compare the works. But even so, the intangibles of are you a people person? Are you kind? You know, what are, you know, how above and beyond are you going? You know, that caused you to move up the ladder. And you can't really see all of that just by looking at the person. If you're just saying, oh man, you know, they're moving up faster than me, but we're doing, we're hitting the same things. Why is that happening? Um, So there's a lot of intangibles that come in that we have to think about uh, with our marriage, with our marriages, because not everything is cut and dry. Not everything's black and white. I mean, we generally live in the gray as a society, 
but we want to act like everything is so black and white and unmovable, but that's just not, not true. Yeah. Talk about the Joneses. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The grass is always greener. So you got to maintain it. Right. So you're paying (laughs) that water bill. So you're paying a service to come and take care of it. Um, Or you have to put in the time to learn all the things in, learn about aeration, learn about when to seed, what seed, when to water, when not to water, when to let people on your grass, when not to let people on your grass. And then there's the pressure of maintaining it once it's there. Yeah. So you 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 don't you you understand why Mr. Jones is all get off my lawn, but he's also fifty and is putting twenty five years of work into his lawn. <laughs> and I, right? I think you hit. Yeah, absolutely, man. You you hit a key point there, right? You might look at someone else's marriage and feel that they are advancing at a rate that's much faster than you could ever keep up with, right? But you might not see the work that's going into or even see the problems that they've had to overcome or see how difficult that those problems were for them to overcome. Right. But, you know, maybe they've gone to counseling. Maybe they've invited other people that are close to them into their marriage so they can have uh, conversations about how to move forward. Maybe they have some elders in their church that you know, have been able to see what's going on and they've pulled them aside and said, Hey, I, you know, I've noticed this. I, I really feel like we need to sit down and talk so you can get through this and not, you know, operate within the mistakes that I've already made. Right. There's, there's all like all of these intangibles, like you've said that, uh, you know, just make the perspective of what you think you're seeing just like unreal right we're we're all about the finished product or the quote unquote finished mm-hmm. product um you know marriage is never a finished product but if we use um you know just the process of like buying a house and i know uh i was listening to it might be dave ramsey who was saying like we you know, our generation, um, millennials and under, you know, we're in our thirties and forties and we're buying houses or whatever. And a lot of us are expecting to buy the houses that our parents have, right. Move into the neighborhoods that our parents live in now, Hmm. but we forget or didn't see them saving, putting away, working hard, um, we don't remember because maybe we were young, you know, move stepping up in house. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when you're a kid, every house is a mansion. Right. You don't realize right. the the things that are wrong. But, you know, seeing them come from and, you know, you don't even see their first apartment that they lived in or how they had to struggle when they first got married. All you see is, you know. Them in a four bedroom, two and a half bath, live in a nice neighborhood type deal. And you're like, oh, I want that. But then you like are frustrated You know, when you realize that you have to save, you have to have a certain credit score, you have to have all your ducks in a row and all that just to even get, you know, a townhouse. (laughs) (laughs) So it's we see the finished product and we don't realize the work and the time. I think um, the time in marriage 
and what we do with that time is very important. Just like you said, if you can lock into someone who, or some ones who are about holding accountability and letting you be vulnerable in that space, your marriage will excel in a in a growth rate where you will be more vulnerable with your partner. You'll be more intimate um, in all areas, um, you know, emotionally, uh, recreationally, sexually, financially. You'll just be more intimate because you allowed yourself to be open and you allowed someone who you trust and that has been there to pour into you and guide you along the way. And with that, that's when your marriage really starts to excel. Yeah. 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 Um, so I had this thought. If you find yourself in a place where you are, we'll say, to be nice, admiring someone else's marriage, right? Would you, and I'm sure this largely depends on the uh, type of relationship you might have with them, but would you ever find yourself starting conversations with them about how they've obtained what they've of have obtained? Um, you know, if you notice something about how they interact within their relationship with each other, you know, asking them questions about what it is that is making you feel the way you do about what you're seeing and what you feel you might want in your marriage. I think if you see something that, or you see an area where someone is growing, especially in marriage, you should definitely have that conversation. But I'm a big, um, I'm a bit advocate for doing that in anything. If you can actually get, if you can actually touch the people and get them to sit down and give you those nuggets, like I'm all about mentorship, dropping nuggets, um, teaching, helping for a short season, even if it's one lunch, dinner, one conversation, or it's you know, 10 years of just having a relationship, I think you should ask because then you figure out what it takes. Mm -hmm. It's not the idea and it might not work for you, but you can see someone did something and they were successful doing this. Is this something that can work for me and my wife? And should we try it? But also knowing if it doesn't work, maybe it didn't work, it just didn't work for us or we didn't implement correctly. And you can always circle back if you have access to that person and said, hey, we tried this. It didn't work. Is there anything that you didn't tell me or that I missed or did I not understand correctly? And they can help you. And that's part of what you said earlier about connecting um, with people that see something that have the experience and are willing to pour in. So that's a long answer. The short answer is yes but the long answer is what I just said. Yeah, no, that's good, man. I agree because I, I find myself doing that at work, right? I, if I see something that I want, I want to know how to get there. Um, so I, I don't find it uncomfortable for myself to ask those types of questions in that arena. I think societally, though, when it comes to marriage, there's a lot of topics that, become a little taboo, right? Amongst our friends, we typically don't like to talk about money. We typically don't like to talk about our sex lives, right? So 
I think for the average person, it makes it difficult to expose yourself enough to have those conversations in an appropriate way, right? Or, yeah. or to have those conversations in a beneficial way. So I, I guess I'm sense. thinking to myself, how can we get to the mindset that uh, it's okay to have those conversations? I think, and this is just, you know, a shot in the dark, but we have to ease in with other things, right? What a, a question that I like to ask whenever I'm sitting down with, with guys who are either married or about to be married or whatever, just either getting to know them or just happen to have a conversation. I always start like, what are, or sometime in the conversation, where, what are you and your wife crushing right now? Hmm. Right. And let them share whatever that is. And then ask more questions about that. Cause we just as humans, when we're excelling or succeeding, we like to talk about whatever that is. And generally we'll share more in that space. So if we can start with those conversations um, and letting them share that may open to other things. And you can always ask, Hey, how does that, you know, you're doing so well there. Like what's the spillover into other things or, or you know, are there any things that because that's doing well, you know, is now picking up steam or how, how are you translating that to other areas? Um, and then eventually you can get, you know, how did, you know, was this always an area that you excelled in? Did you ever struggle in it? And then they can tell you yes or no, and then kind of get through that. And as you're more, um, as you get more context and content, then you can move into other areas. Or even if you want to step out, you know, if it's an area you're not doing well in, you can say, well, we're not doing so well in this, you know, kind of be more vulnerable in that space. And then kind of make it more that we're just having conversations about our marriage. We just don't <laughs> really have conversations about our marriage, our marriages. Um, and that is, I think, a part of reason why, you know, more than half the people that get married are getting divorced because no one's talking about marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear that number's pushing like 60% now in America. But I think you also might be... Uh, and we might, I don't know if we talked about this off air, but I think you might be shocked to know that we're not the worst in the, in the world as far as divorce rate <laughs> is concerned, which is a scary notion, but yeah, you make, you make a good point, man. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I wish even for myself, it was easier to talk about my marriage, right. Or that. And this is, I guess, just a goal for me, but I need to set myself up in a position where more of the people who are close to me that I trust have more access, right? And so I find myself thinking, what does that look like? Am I inviting enough other couples over to have dinner, game night? Right? Are are we going out to dinner with other couples? Um, 
how often do I just hop on the phone with one of my friends and and talk, right, for 10, 15 minutes about the happenings during the week? Now, I'm fortunate to have you for that, but I don't find myself doing that with anyone else. Right. Right. Same. And so if I'm in some sort of, let's say, marital crisis mode, right, and you're not available, do I have anyone else to talk to that can help me calm a situation, talk me through a situation, uh, give me just a different perspective, right? Because I might just be off on a, on a, a uh, in the deep end and not see what I need to see to be able to, you know, cool headedly come back to my wife and have a conversation if, you know, we're in a, in a moment of contention or whatever it is, but, um, maybe, maybe that's a, a goal I need to set for 2023 since we're still in January. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I, uh, so, so my nephew had a couple of years ago, he had this idea of having conversations with people and having a quote unquote contract with them being saying like, Hey, you know, with his friends, he was like, Hey, this is where I am. Where are we? What kind of, what level of friendship are we at right now for this season? So just thinking about with your, with friends in general, um, you know, just saying, Hey, like we're looking for people to really dive in deep with our marriage. Like, is that something you're interested in? Um, just to have conversations um, and exactly what you just said, like, you know, would you be willing to consider being one person that if there's something going on, I can call just to give it different perspective and to make sure that I'm not acting crazy uh, because I want my marriage to thrive. And I know that I need people uh, to help with that. And I'm not a man on an island and whatever else you want to say, but you can present it that way, you know, talk to, you know, husbands, we talk to our wives and be like, Hey, like we need a community and a community doesn't have to be a lot of people. It can be right. one or two couples that you trust and say, you know, agree. Is this, are these people we want to approach in this way? Do we trust them? Do they have our best interests at heart? You know, are they, you know, solid people that we can go to, um, or even be like, Hey, like, have a, a couple of different people that are on different levels, right? Like we may only share this, but we have people that just can give an outside look um, and, you know, in certain areas and we'll share certain areas up to a point. Or if we have someone that, you know, we're all in a hundred percent, we're talking about what you just said, you know, the, the finances, the sex, the things that, you know, who, who can we talk to like that? And I think it's just approaching people and let them know this is what you're trying to do and what the goal is and see if they're, they're on board. Yeah. That, that can be awkward. Right. And, oh, I'm and not saying it's maybe... comfortable at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not at all. Uh, sorry. <laughs> preface. It is so mean... awkward and so weird. <laughs> and uh, I don't even mean, right. What we're talking about is having those conversations period as in like, let's, talk about our sexual lives let's talk about our finances right but just 
having that initial conversation, like as a grown man asking someone, hey, can you help me? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, can you can you be this person? Can you be a friend? Right? And then uh, as John Deloney talks about even going further and like truly defining what that means and what it is that you are actually asking for, mm-hmm. right? Can I call you at 10 o'clock at night if, you know, something's going on and just like talk it out, right? It's it's necessary, but we we have to find a way to initiate that conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think if we ask people who are successful in their marriage, they may not always have those people, but for a season they had those people. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very important. Very important, I think. But it is awkward and weird. And I think a lot of times we assume what friendship is without mm-hmm. defining, which is, again, most of the time we don't get hurt by what people do it's we get hurt by them not meeting the expectations that we had for them that they don't so, know about yes <laughs> <laughs> so if we can put it out there and i think a lot of people it's almost like asking someone to be in your wedding or a best man right like right. it's laying that out cuz a lot of people are like what like me like why would you choose me so you'll have a lot of that but 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 that's because they have an expectation of the seriousness and the gravity of what you're asking. Right. A lot of times we just kind of happen into our friendships and most of the time they stop at a certain level. Mm-hmm. But once you identify those people, you're like, who can I go deep with for real? Like who will guard my heart and my relationship and my spouse and their heart and us being together and our family and that is a, a real significant ask. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. I mean, that's, I think that's all I got on the topic. I don't know if you have anything else to add. No, that's right. it. Cool. Hey, we want to take another chance just to invite you to connect with us on our socials. That's Searching Marriage is Tougher on Instagram. Um, marriageistougher.com. You can request to be a guest. We're on Facebook as well. If you have any topic ideas or just simply want to continue the conversation, um, maybe ask for a little coaching in areas, uh, give us some topic ideas. You can reach out to us on all those platforms. We're on YouTube as well. So you can see our wonderful faces and reactions to all the, you know, funny things that we say to each other. But um, we are happy you're here. We hope you come back and If nothing else, we hope that we've provided a little bit of inspiration to help you push forward in your marriage, be a little bit better, and, um, you know, just keep on keeping on. Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, marriageistougher.com. Or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.